Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he, this is Jesus, passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger? And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Praise God. Praise God. And I want to preach on the subject... The benefits of coming back. The benefits of coming back. You may be seated. Amen. You know, there's a benefit of coming back. There's a benefit of answering the call. Amen. So many people that didn't answer the call, that didn't come when they were asked to, even in life, you have sometimes only one opportunity Amen. If you're invited to come, amen, to come back for this, come back for a second interview, come back for that, whatever it is, amen. You know, there's benefits in coming back. Praise God. I think of the story of Elijah in the Old Testament. He was getting toward the end of his ministry, and he had by this time performed seven notable miracles in his ministry, amen, and uh, at least almost seven he would perform seven by the end. And God had said, okay, I want you to go and choose your successor. And so Elijah was walking down the road one day, and he saw a young man named Elisha plowing with a yoke of oxen on the field right next to the road. And Elijah just calmly and casually as he walked by, he was within touching range of Elisha. And he grabbed his mantle off of him and he just brushed Elisha with his mantle, put it back on, and he kept going down the road acting like he didn't even see him. Amen. And Elisha dropped that yoke of oxen, that plow thing, and he ran and he, he told the man of God, wait, 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 hey, I'll be right there. Let me go kiss my parents goodbye, take care of a couple things. And, he, and Elijah said, what are you talking about? Why are you bothering me? I didn't do nothing. I, what do I have to do with you? He was testing him. He was just seeing, you know, if he was really interested in coming back. Amen. But Elisha came back. Amen. He didn't take the brush off of Elijah. He didn't say, when he basically, Elijah just basically said, get away from me, kid. You bother me. Go on home. You don't keep on plowing or whatever. But no, he went and Elijah just went on down the road. And Elisha did exactly what he knew what happened. When you feel the call 
When you feel the touch, amen, the anointing, praise God. There's something happens, praise God. And he was called and he went and did exactly what he did. He did a few things he needed to do. And then he went and found Elijah and he didn't let him out of his sight. And he became his, um, his protege and, and Elijah became his mentor. And because of that, because he answered the call, he, was, he became the successor Amen. And he got his desire to have a double portion. So Elijah had seven notable miracles in his ministry, and Elisha had 14. Amen. It was all because he answered the call. There are great benefits to coming back. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And when the call goes out for salvation, when the call goes out for God to use people, amen, it goes out to everybody because God is no respecter of persons. He wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. But sadly, not everybody answers the call. But the Bible said many are called, but few are chosen. You know who the ones that are chosen? It's not some predestination thing. Don't buy into that false doctrine. It's not some, somebody that was predetermined by God before the world began that these are the only ones that can be saved. Oh, no. Everybody can be saved if they want to be saved. What that means is that everybody... When the call goes forward, amen, many are called and few are chosen. It is, what it means is those that are chosen were those that came back and answered the call. Praise God. And sadly, much fewer answer the call than that are called. Everybody's called, but not everybody's interested in the call. Praise God. Amen. We read about a man coming to Jesus a man of affluence, a man of stature, a man of great possessions and riches. And he came to Jesus and he said, Master, he said, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Amen. And, and uh, Jesus said, well, you know the commandments, keep the commandments and all that stuff. And and, uh, and he said, well, from my, young, my youth, I've done, I've done that. I've kept the commandments. Amen. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 10, verse 21, then Jesus, after he answered, I've kept the commandments. I've done the best I can. And, and, and the Bible, the first thing Jesus said, that then Jesus beholding him, before, before he even said anything, he did something. Jesus did, and it's captured here. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him. And said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he immediately, he was sad. He just hung his head. He was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Now, folks, some people might say, well, this guy was, uh, you know, seemed like a sincere guy. He came to Jesus. He, he wanted to, you know, really wanted to know what it was going to take to spend eternity with Jesus and all that good stuff. And, and uh, you know, and he, he had a sincere heart. And then he did all that. And then Jesus kind of lays the boom on him, so to speak. If you, Some people looking at this casually. Uh, but Jesus did not respond the way he did to be mean or insensitive amen because remember the first thing that it said after he said it said when jesus 
Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Amen. God is motivated by his love for us. God tells us what he wants us to do because he loves us. God commands us because he loves us. Amen. He's not being, uh, you know, whatever, hard on this guy for no reason. Man, you got to sell all you have and, and give it to the poor. Amen. Everything is different with every, everybody. Amen. The only time in the Bible you can find recorded, beside, now this story occurs more than one time, but besides this story, the only time in the New Testament, the only time in the ministry of Jesus where he ever asked anybody to sell everything they had and give it to the poor was this one guy. Because God, because Jesus saw, amen, amen, that this guy had this one issue that would hold him back. And if he would do it, then he would put treasure in heaven and that was the thing that he needed to do. Because he asked the question, and Jesus said, if you're going to pray, then you need to take the answer. Amen. If you're going to ask God, Lord, take this out of me. Lord, show me what, if there's any bad in me. Show me what I need to do. Show me if I need to you know, make amends with that person or that. And when he shows you and you go, oh, man, I was, I was hoping he wasn't going to show me. Well, why'd you ask then? <laughs> Amen. God is going to tell you just like it is. He told this guy just like it was. Amen. Now, God knows exactly what is hindering every one of us. And since every one of us is different, he's going to respond differently to our question, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? What is holding me back? What do I need to offload or, or take on or whatever? Amen. From truly serving you. Amen. He'll let us know. And if we will have ears to hear what the Spirit's trying to tell us, we're going to be okay. Amen. Amen. But sadly, this man's earthly possessions were more important to him than obeying the words of Jesus. You know what? We will never know what benefits were waiting for this man. Amen. If he would have done God's will and came back and took up his cross and followed Jesus. Amen. Maybe he would have done like he did with Abraham. He told Abraham. And that was the only time in the entire Bible God ever asked someone to sacrifice their son. Amen to him. And he told Abraham, sacrifice Isaac, your only son. You waited 25 years, miracle baby. Amen. And he went up on the mountain. He was obedient. And he had the knife on the way down. And the angel said, stop. And the next words God said was, now I know that you will not withhold anything from me that I ask of you. But I just wanted to know, and here I'm giving it back. I'm giving it back. Here's your son, and he's going to be a great nation. And who knows what he would have done once this guy, just like Job, he took everything away from Job, and Job had a double portion at the end. Amen. Job was way, was much better off at the end than he was in the beginning. I'm telling you, this guy, he would have come back, and God would have done something great for him. Because there's always benefits in coming back. Yes. Amen. Jesus. 
I, oh, I'm going to guarantee you the benefits of doing God's will, the benefits of serving God far outweigh anything that Jesus asks us to do. God does not care if we have possessions and riches as long as they don't have us. Remember, money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is. Amen. And this same story can be found in the book of Luke. And after Jesus spoke about this man walking away from him, he spoke about the riches. He spoke about the eye of the camel, the eye of the needle and all that stuff. And then after this same story, when Jesus stopped talking, and after, just shortly after that, that young man left with, and not doing what he, uh, God asked him to do, Peter said in Luke 18, verse 28, Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I, in other words, Peter was saying, You know what? I wasn't a rich man, but I was a fisherman, and I left my nets, and I left my boat, and I left my job, and I left my father. Amen. And I followed you. I dropped it all. We've left it on. And he, it was kind of like, Hey, we've left all and followed you. And it's like, you know, like a statement like, what, what, What's going to happen for us? And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manyfold more in this present time, and in the world to come everlasting life. I'm telling you, the blessing of going back to him is manifold. It's powerful. There are benefits, many benefits, to those who come back. Now our text passage talks about ten lepers coming to Jesus. Now leprosy was something spoke about in the law of Moses. You read about it in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They had, they had guidelines and the priest were the arbiters of the guidelines. If anybody thought they had leprosy, they had to go or someone knew about somebody that left. They had to take that person to the priest. And the priest had some guidelines to see if they had leprosy. And if they did, they were pronounced unclean. They had to wear a certain garment showing that they were a leper. They had to leave the normal town and area where they lived and had to go congregate with other lepers. That's where leper colonies came from. Amen. Until they were healed. Amen. Amen. So here were ten lepers, and they came to Jesus and said, "You know, you know, Lord, have mercy on us. We're, we're, we need you. We need you." And he said, "Hey, go show yourself to the priest." He didn't even say you're going to be healed or anything. He said, "Go show yourself to the priest." And so they're all on the way to the priest, and they all got healed. The leprosy was removed from them on the way to the priest. Praise God. And nine of them kept going. We don't know who they were. We don't know how many were Jews, not Jews, or whatever. All we know is the one that came back wasn't one of the Jews. It was a Samaritan man. It was a stranger, amen, that came back and gave God the glory. Now, see, leprosy, it affects your outward appearance by, 
by discoloring your skin and getting sores and, and all kinds of things. That's one thing it does. And another thing more important, more devastating to the body is it attacks your nervous system to where you cannot feel things anymore. You can't feel the end of your fingers. You can't feel your ears. You can't feel your extremities. And that's why when you see lepers, amen, the, the, uh, what's happening, the leprosy is not causing their ear to fall off or their finger to fall off or none of that. But when you see lepers, you see that they're missing things. It's because they can't feel things and they, in their normal, just going about life, they, they lose things because they, we, we have pain. When we, you know, if our ear gets caught in a tree limb, oh, 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 and back up, back up. They just keep going. They don't know. So they, this leprosy is a, a devastating thing. So he said, go show yourself to the priest. And the Samaritan, the only one, when he saw he was healed, he came back. He fell on his face to give glory to God. And, he, and Jesus was, said, is, is only one person come back to give God the glory? Only this stranger? Amen. And after the Samaritan came back, Jesus said, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Amen. Praise God. You know what happened to him? They all were healed, right? Because it said they all were healed. But you know what? They were healed. The leprosy was taken away from them. They no longer had leprosy. But they still had the marks of leprosy. They still had the look of leprosy. If they didn't have an ear, they don't have leprosy anymore. They can feel the other ear, but that ear is not coming back. They're still not whole. They still had the marks of it. Amen. But Jesus, when this one came back, he got an added benefit. He didn't just get healed and the leprosy stopped. And then whatever damage was done was done for the rest of his life. Oh, no. He said, wow, you came back. And yes, guess what? You, because you came back, you get an extra benefit. You get an extra blessing. Your faith has made you whole. Amen. Arise. Go thy way. Notice he said, go thy way. He didn't say, hey, be sure to catch up with those nine guys and go show yourself to the priest. No, he didn't say that. You know why? They didn't need to go to the priest. He didn't have the look of leprosy anymore. He didn't have the marks of leprosy anymore. He looked like just anybody else in the crowd, anybody else in the, in the town. Amen. He didn't have to go. Those guys had to go because they still had the marks. And they had to get confirmation. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Folks, leprosy in the Bible is, a, is symbolic of sin. It's symbolic, amen, of, of, uh, you know, of sin in our lives. Because what does leprosy do? It's, I mean, what does leprosy do? It spreads and it, it makes you numb. Amen. Your nervous system, your feeling, your conscience. Amen. And, 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 you're, you're, and that's what sin does. Amen. Sin will spread if you don't take care of it. If you don't put it on the, the only healing power for the, for the leprosy of sin in your life is the blood, is the ointment of the blood of Jesus in your life. Amen. That'll stop the spread of leprosy. And it'll also give your conscience 
more feeling back to you when you get the Spirit of God in your life. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Folks, a thankful heart. You know, that guy, he was thankful. A thankful heart that's full of praise. It'll take you a long way in God's kingdom. You know, it'll take you a long way in society, you know. Because, you know, if you work in a business, you got to serve the thankful people and you got to serve the jerks too. Amen. You know, just smile and bite your grin and bear it or whatever because you're getting paid and you're, you're the one that's the employee and all that stuff. But in deep down, you don't want to do as much for that person. Amen. You'll do the bare minimal. You'll do what you're told or whatever. Maybe you'll go the extra mile just because you're a good person or whatever. But you know, people that are thankful, people that are full of gratitude, people that come back to thank you, come back and not take it for granted, come back and appreciate what you did for them. Amen. You want to go just fall over backwards to help them again and again and again. Amen. Amen. And when it comes to gratitude and giving thanks, God is a lot like us. We're made in his image, and he, he gave us that attribute. We're much more willing to do things for people that are much more thankful and, and appreciate what we do, and God is no different. Psalms 136, verse 1, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, thanks, give thanks to God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we should always be giving thanks. And when you thank God, when you come back, when he heals you, when he touches you, amen, be sure to thank him 50 times. Thank him thank every day. Thank him when you go to bed. Thank him when you get up in the morning. Thank you that you're breathing. Thank you that you're alive. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And he'll appreciate it. Thank him every time he answers prayer. He'll answer more prayers for you. You know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I mean, God has a way of taking the look of leprosy off of us. The mark of sin off of us. Amen. I'm not saying when we first come to God that, you know, everything's perfect and we don't have any kind of, uh, you know, you know, baggage that's carrying over. But I'm telling you, God can so transform us that we can be unrecognizable to people that, you know, know us. Amen. Amen. You know, years ago, when I first got in church in 1982, there was a lady named Mary Long. And she, I'll just call you, I'll just tell you, she was a biker chick, okay? She was, she was married to a, a biker guy. He had actually a, a Harley uh, bike shop or whatever. And, and, I mean, they were, they were just rough customers. Amen. And uh, she was, she was, uh, she was a, 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 a lady, but she was a tough as nails. Like, like you didn't mess with her, okay? Uh, I'm talking about before Christ days. Now, I came after she was saved. I came after her, con- her conversion. But my wife was there when she was converted. 
Amen. And she was as hard as nails lady. Amen. And but, but when she got saved, when she got baptized, when God filled her with the Holy Ghost, praise God. Amen. She came to service the next Sunday, and everybody in that church, my wife said, practically thought she was a first-time guest, and they were in her, hey, well, what's your name? It's Mary. I got the Holy Ghost last week. I've been coming for a few weeks. What are you talking about? Amen. You know why? The marks of leprosy were gone. The look of leprosy. Amen. The stains of sin had been washed by the blood of Jesus. What can make me white as snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand this morning. Praise God. Folks, let's answer the call of God and come back. Let's obey His Word. Let's come back to Him again and again and do His will. In so doing, we will have benefits like you cannot imagine. Psalms 103 verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. That's why I come back, not just for His benefits, but for Him. And these are just side things that come. Side benefits. Psalms 68 verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. And my last verse this morning, Psalms 116 verse 12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? That word render means what shall I repay? What shall I offer to the Lord for all of His benefits to me? I will give Him my heart. I will give Him my mind. I will offer Him my strength and my soul. I will serve Him all my days. Amen. I will constantly try to stay in His hands and do His will. I will try to do those things which are pleasing in His sight. Amen. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll render to the Lord for all His benefits to me. The benefits are coming back. Let's come back, folks. Amen. Let's come back every time. Praise God. No matter if Mr. So-and-so over there blesses me, or that lady blesses me, or that situation blesses me, I know where my blessings come from. I know every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So ultimately, He uses all kinds of people. He uses men to give unto my bosom. But I will not only thank them, but I will thank Him. I will render unto Him because it's all from Him. So it's ultimately all my praise goes back to Him. All my heart goes back to Him. All my thanksgiving goes back. And I'm going to come back to Him always. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.